Hey, it's Richie, and before we get to the show, gotta tell you about our friends at DraftKings one more time. We've been talking about this for well over a month now, and unfortunately for our friends here in Arizona, not quite legal yet. But if you're listening to us outside of the state of Arizona, you can download the DraftKings app or go to DraftKings.com and enter the promo code THPN. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and now the payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This coming week, packed with action, of course, from basketball to golf, and of course, all your NHL action, too. It's pretty easy how it works. You just draft your lineup and collect points to win that cold, hard cash. Once again, now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app, sign up using promo code THPN. New users will indeed get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only for our friends outside of the state of Arizona. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, how is everyone doing? I, I took one one podcast off and I feel like I haven't talked to everyone in so long. Um, Jordan did the show Wonderful Justice, though, so thank you so much to her. And thank you to my wonderful and amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores, who held up the podcast while I was in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Richie. I appreciate you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Me and Jordan had a lot of fun talking WandaVision for 30 minutes. I think it was great because, uh, like, she was concerned that, like, wait, this is a hockey podcast. Why aren't we talking hockey? And I was like, that's our show. That's what Corey and I do. We just we barely talk hockey on this show. We just basically use this podcast as a reason to talk to each other for an hour every couple hey. to twice a week <laughs> and just <laughs> and just be as ridiculous as possible and i feel like jordan did a good job of that so yeah thanks thanks to jordan for filling in but the reason why she was filling in is because it was a great reason congratulations i haven't really had a chance to talk to you since your big engagement i'm very excited about this i had no idea it was coming i'm sure you didn't know it was coming i've been awaiting very much so every single story of exactly what happened um and so you don't have to say tell everything obviously here on this show because we can catch up later in the week for our our, our previous previously scheduled movie night soon but uh what is it like being engaged and and have you messed up yet called scotty your boyfriend instead of your fiance <laughs> it is weird oh, so sporty nation since you probably don't know um uh, my fiance and I is so weird to say. Um, we've been together for 10 years. Um, we met when I was 16, um, almost 17. So, uh, I, yeah, it, so he has been my boyfriend for a very, very long time. So that is a habit that is going to be very difficult for me to break. Um, I've been opting to call him just Scotty and not referred to him as anything outside of just his name um it's funny there's like a new person at my work and even with them i said scotty because it was just easier for me and i was like i really hope they understand who i'm referring to but i it just it makes my life so much easier yeah it was um i wasn't really expecting it 
I mean, Scotty did do some like that made me question things, but everyone then started acting super normal. And I was like, I felt like people would start giving it away or acting weird. But then there was other people in my life that were acting like nothing was was changed at all. And I was like, maybe I was reading into it. It's literally because only my parents knew his parents knew. Ah, uh, damn goal. Uh, sorry, we're, we're recording during the game. Um, and so his parents knew, my parents knew, and then my aunt and uncle knew because they kind of walked their way into it. They heard that we were going to be um, hiking up in Sedona. And uh, so my aunt was like, oh, I'd love to. We're staying very close to there. Um, why can't we just come hiking with you guys? And my mom was like, um, I'm going to need to ask Scotty if, if that's okay. And she's like, uh, why? I can just surprise Scotty too. Like, I don't understand why Scotty needs to know first. And my mom's like, no, like, I, I think I, I need to ask Scotty if you can be there first. And then that's when my aunt started to like catch on that, like, oh, that's why um, he needed to know. So um, she kind of tricked her way into knowing and then was there, which was amazing. I, I love my aunt to pieces. So it was great, but um, yeah, not many people knew. So I played this game with myself of was I crazy or was I not crazy? Because I wasn't sure if the little things that I was reading into were really like valid or not. Like my mom uh, like called um, Scotty's family, my in-laws, my uncle like gave her a weird look and stuff like that. So I like was picking up on some things. Scotty wanted me to get my nails done. Man could care less about my nails on any other day of the week so i was like why do you want me to get my nails done so there's a, those little things um that i was like but i couldn't figure out whether i was crazy or not so when it happened it genuinely a surprise because i was not sure that it was actually going to happen so um but it was cool we my parents were there my aunt was there um my uncle was working nearby so he wasn't able to be there but they were all there we hiked to the top of dome mountain in sedona it's one of the less busy hikes because um that place is a fucking shit show um during the weekends it was a friday so it was like not as like full weekend but that place is definitely a tourist town right now um and so we went to the top of the the mountain there hiked all the way up and then we walked over to the side of the side of the mountain and my mom told me we were taking Christmas pictures. And so first she wanted me and Sky to take an anniversary picture um, standing there and Sky was like, oh, I'm going to thank your parents and aunt for always being there for us over the past 10 years. So then he started to like give them kind of a speech, like thanking them. And then he basically says, like, they were all in on this except for you. And that, like, you thought we were going to be, like, surprising them, saying thank you to them. But I'm actually surprising you. Got down on one knee, proposed to me. And then we carefully got off this edge because I was in such a daze that I was like, I shouldn't be standing this close to a cliff um, right after something like this has just happened. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. You said you have videos too, which I cannot wait to see the videos. Oh, uh, I need to send you those. I will send you those right after this podcast. Yes, I'm very excited to see the videos because I, I, I need all the information I possibly can on this. Now, I have I have two questions here relating to this. We don't have to keep talking about this for, for very long. But 
number one, I feel like knowing Scotty as well as I do and seeing as he is very a very calm individual a lot of the time, kind of reminds me where like me and him are both kind of always got that like very easy, chill vibe to us pretty much at all times. I feel like in any case, I feel like you can say this about most men around the around the globe, really. Anytime you're about to propose to somebody you've been with for a long time and you're going to get married to them, like, that would fucking just nerve-wrack me to all hell. Like, it really would. So my, my suggestion is do some type of physical activity. So initially, Scotty was up at 6.30 in the morning. We are not morning people by any means. We were meaning to get up. I think at like eight anyways, but, um, he is up at six 30 was already like, we were in like a hotel suite. So he was sitting on the couch in front of the fireplace in the suite and was like, just kind of like laying there watching TV, got up, got me breakfast, had brought me back breakfast, like before I'd even gotten up. So he was definitely nervous in that regard, I think. Um, and I mean, he had been, we had gone on a hike the day before um, and obviously didn't want the ring out of his sight. So he had like the ring in the back in his like backpack um, the day before and everything like he, so he was nervous because he was having to hide it and everything. Once it was all said and done, he was like just glad because he didn't have to hide anything from me anymore. Like he had been hiding the ring in our house for, so uh, he was just really happy to not have to be hiding things anymore. But um, he, the thing he said that helped him a ton, because we, you know, we had to drive there and then we had to hike all the way up to the top. Once he was actually hiking, he said he mellowed out completely. He wasn't nervous anymore. And he, he thinks it's because we were like actually doing um, some type of physical activity and it was able to get like that en- that nervous energy out. Yeah, it's so like a distraction if- kind of. Yeah, so if I have any advice for any of you guys up there, it's like do some type of physical activity. I mean, you can't always do that. I am not the type of female that's like, yes, I need to have this extravagant dinner and all of us be wearing nice fancy clothes. Like, uh, it was perfect for me to be like going on a hike and like, you know, I was wearing top of the mountain and when I got proposed to. So not everyone's that way. I know some girls like to be like all dressed up and whatnot. Um, so it doesn't work for everyone, but I say, um, do some type of physical activity or something like that, where you're not like, you have a place to put that energy. When one final question here, uh, when is the wedding? Cause I need to mark it on my calendar and make sure I'm free that weekend. Um, uh, we are unsure quite yet. Um, we are, I mean, everyone keeps on making the joke that it took us 10 years to get engaged. Uh, it will not take us 10 years to get married. I can promise you that. Um, it will, it'll all just kind of depend on, um, you know, everything with COVID and stuff like that. So we're, we haven't actually like figured out a day yet We're we're still trying to wrap our, it's, it's so funny because like, you'd think after 10 years that we'd be like used to this, but we're literally wrapping our heads around the fact that we're engaged it's a little bit weird like the entire time we were driving to lunch with my family afterwards scotty just kept on looking over at my hand going oh that looks weird i it's it's strange to see that on your finger like he i'm not kidding you he's gonna hate that i said this on the podcast but he he would wear it like on his hand 
in the house, like on his pinky and like look at it and make sure it was like the right one. And so I think he'd been staring at it for so long that to finally see it on my hand, it just seemed weird more than anything else. And yeah, so it'll come. I mean, you, Richard, will be one of the first people to know when the date is because it's it's you. You're best friends with both of us. So um, you'll probably be part of this planning process, whether you like it or not. Yes. Yes. I will <laughs> I will say I will say that uh, I know uh, I know Kat is very excited to help you plan your bachelorette party. She's been she saying that for like two years now. Card. She got me the cutest card ever, and on it it said like something about love is a party or something like that. And she was like, "Oh, like I was looking at all these cards; they were all really corny." Um, and she's like, but this one said love is like a party or whatever. And and that's what she was like bringing up basically the bachelorette, like the big, big party coming up. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what that woman's going to have up her sleeve. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, is like both of you now and I would include myself in this, too, obviously. But like you and Kat now are pretty much like. You're, like, past your partying days at this point. So, like, I don't think both of you are, like, necessarily going to be ready to, like, throw an all-out rager. Although it would be hilarious. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know really able to throw an all-out rager. I mean, it was funny because as we're talking about this, literally her, like, four-year-old is, uh, is begging for her attention the entire time. And I, and I was kind of thinking about that as I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be interesting. I mean, I my best friend from high school, I'm going to her bachelorette party, which is going to be kind of like it's actually going to be in Sedona as well. But it's going to be like more secluded, you know, because of COVID and everything. But like um, a lot of what we'll do it we'll be doing like between wine tasting and shit like that is going to be drinking. And I have actually been thinking about that in my head, like. I don't think I am drink prepared because, you know, even we, you know, we slacked off on the the partying. Like we kind of just like moved past our like hardcore partying days. But then during quarantine, no one's ever been like out going to bars and stuff. Like we would still occasionally still like go and get shit faced, but we haven't been able to do that for like over a year so I'm like really concerned about what ability of alcohol intake I'll be able to handle, but maybe I should acclimate myself up between now and whenever Cat makes this party. <laughs> I think yeah, it'd be like a rocky training regimen kind of. I think that's that would be that's the perfect perfect way to like get yourself trained up for. But. Uh, Anyway, I mean, I feel like the guys at THPN would be more than happy to to give me a regimen. I feel like w- secretly all of the podcasts are all raging alcoholics. Like everyone has their their favorite alcohol, the alcohol that they want us to drink. So yeah, because they're all super young, so they they still have like good livers and shit. But like for those of us who are too fucking old, eh, those are. <laughs> That are past our prime when it comes to drinking days. We have a yeah, thing or t- the... a, a thing or two to learn. 
yeah, that's a it's and and it's funny, like I'm I'm only twenty six. I feel like I'm not that old, but I just I do I do feel like I'm I'm past that prime. That is true. Who knows? Maybe it'll be more interesting when you are past that prime and you're not prepared. That's when the weird shit happens. <laughs> yeah, I I can yeah, I guess that's I think it, I the 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 old adage is that your the parting is better in the 30s or something like that, but who knows. But anyway, congratulations again Corey and to your fiance. Scotty. Thank you. That sounds so fancy. Yeah, you guys know I love both of you guys very much. So I'm very excited for both of you. And uh, I'm super excited for the wedding eventually. Uh, I'm glad I'm going to be there eventually. And and with that, anyway, we'll transition away and into some hockey. We're watching the Coyotes game right now. They're playing the LA Kings. And uh, we are under 30 seconds to go. Here in the game against the Kings, the Coyotes have a 3-2 lead. Here's a here's a stat for you, Corey. The Kings have outshot the Coyotes 17-4 in the third period. This game should not be this close. Like, and, it, and it's very funny in the fact that, you know, um, I, as I was... First of all, I'd like to say thank you so much for all your sweet sentiments, Richie. Like, it, it really warmed my heart. I, I listened to the last podcast uh, earlier today because I had to wait until I got through WandaVision in order to listen to it in case you guys had spoilers. Yes, there um, were a lot of spoilers. So I'm glad you, so I'm glad you did I'm, that. I'm glad I waited for that. But um, so it really it really warmed my heart earlier, all, of, all the th- sweet things that you said. But um it, it was really funny when you guys were talking about in it that the Coyotes have the inability to score in the first period. And that is exactly what happened in this game. They had complete inability to score in the first period. And then, you know, in the second, you have two power play goals and then a, a turnover that leads to a goal as well. And... That is, I feel, the very traditional Coyotes as of late, considering the fact that they have more hots and colds than I think I could have ever experienced. It is literally like, you know, you you break an ankle and they're like, oh, you know, put some ice on it and then put some heat on it, get some like circulation. I just feel like that's the feeling of this team on a constant basis as they go through these weird horrible hot and cold streaks and it's so rough to watch and i can tell you i only watched mm, maybe five minutes of the colorado game by the way um on friday after i got engaged because i was like this is such garbage i am not wasting my night on this that night was not watch the game i don't blame you for that that's why this this win here tonight was such a a nice win for the Coyotes because there was much needed in my opinion. They needed a, a game in which they were the kind of aggressors essentially. They were the team that was pushing the pace, that was setting the tone for the game. And I feel like for the most part they did that and they did it like you said where they didn't give up a goal in the first period 
And then in the second period, they were the team to get that first goal, so they were playing with the lead. And then what happens after that? Yes, you give up the goal to tie the game, but then they answer right back with two goals within the span of 13 seconds to take that 3-1 lead. And then they're able to kind of coast to a victory from there. Albeit Antiranta under fire the entire third period, you do not want to see that. I we were recording for the most part, so I didn't get a chance to watch the most of the third period there. But from what I'm seeing on Twitter and on on the on the 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 um, on NHL.com here, like they got outshot. They were in their defensive zone the entire time, so they tried to play one of those turtle type games instead of keep you on the gas. I would like to have seen that played out differently, but. Again, this is one of those wins like Jordan and I talked about that they needed. They needed this win because now they're going to come. They're going to go on to Minnesota, play them for two games, and at this point, the Coyotes need every point they they need. They they need somehow, some way, spiral right now and just kind of hang around in this division. And then, like Jordan and I were talking about on Monday's show, like they just need a five or six game win streak. That's all they really need. If they can get a five or six game win streak at some point during this shortened season and just rack up those points back to back to back to back like that, then that might catapult you into the playoffs. Well, and and per everything that we've always been saying is consistency. They lack they lack an ability for consistency in the fact that, you know, in this game, they really should have been commanding this game a lot better and Instead of saying staying relatively cold in the first, hot in the second, and then cooling off again in the third, and it's it's a weird situation. You can say that they they got a little bit lazy in the third because they that two goal lead. You can say whatever you want, but it's it's the fact that they can't ever play a consistent sixty minutes of hockey, and you can't be that way and expect to make it to the playoffs and they aren't just like this throughout games as well they're they are like this throughout like entire games like they will come into situations where you're you're going oh well they should have beaten that team and instead they come off very cold and they never come back in the game so you either have a very cold game or you have a game that's hot and cold you never have a completely hot game from them and you never really get a ton of of scoring from these secondary players that need to be scoring um i'm you because even in this game you saw the usual suspects basically of uh keller and schmaltz i mean obviously uh the johan larsen goal was uh different because of the turnover but um there's so many things with this team that everything has to go right for them to win and that's not how you want it to look and it's just really frustrating because without something like a hot streak like that you don't really see them making it to playoffs with this high high intensity inconsistency yeah, 100%. I mean, that's something that you and I talked about leading up to the season and at the very beginning of the season, too. It's the biggest question mark about this team is how are they going to stay consistent? And tonight for this team, who got the game-winning goal? It was Johan Larson, who goals in two games, if I'm not mistaken, for for the Coyotes. But that's how they're going to win games, right? You need your You need your big players to perform like Nick Schmaltz and Clint Keller did tonight with their two power play goals. But those are the, that's the scoring that kind of evaporated in some of these games. 
where the Coyotes were losing or they were trailing early in games is when your top line wasn't performing, that puts unnecessary pressure on the rest of your lineup. So if the Coyotes can somehow, some way, just get just enough scoring out of your secondary scorers and then you have your Schmaltzes and your and your Kellers to continue to play well, then that's how this team is going to wind up getting one of those win streaks going. Um, Jacob Chikrin and uh, Joden Osterley had points tonight, as did Oliver ekman Larson, which is huge. So that's another big thing is there the Coyotes' blue line needs to start contributing offensively too. Oliver ekman Larson's been actually putting up the points here lately too. So, yeah, I, I – I would like to see this team score more on their bottom six, Yohan Larson, and the two players who haven't scored yet that desperately need to score, Lawson Krause and Christian Fisher. The fact that both of those guys do not have any goals Absolutely. is wild to me, especially Lawson Krause coming off a 15-goal season last year. I thought he played pretty well for the most part in the first and second period tonight, but again, just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care how how – how much possession you have in your offensive zone. Like, you got to fucking score eventually, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, that, that that is something that we've talked about before, and nothing has changed there. Um, they need to be scoring. There needs to be this team that you can rely on. And Johan Larson goal is the fact that that is something that I would like to see more of, too, is them capitalizing on other teams' mistakes on their capitalizing on their opponents mistakes because of the fact that like I said they don't have the consistency to play a very uh, solid very tight game so they will be making mistakes so if they don't capitalize on other teams mistakes there there's no way they're going to be winning these games because every other team will capitalize on theirs and it's just always going to be putting them behind and that's you can't be behind all the time and expect yourself to pull it back out. And and that is basically what they tried to do against Colorado, but it just, and basically what they did in the games before that is they tried to pull themselves back out of it. And that's not going to happen every time. So to be able to run a lot tighter of a ship and be able to capitalize on errors that other teams are making along with having people like Fisher and Kraus actually contributing because you can't only count on like four guys to score every single game. Uh, yeah, 100%. Storyline for the win against the LA Kings is on to Ronta. 40 saves on 42 shots tonight or on Wednesday night for the Coyotes to get them the win. Much needed great goaltending from the Coyotes because as you know, Corey, we've seen some up and down goaltending from the Coyotes this season. It hasn't been their strongest suit like it has in the past, but Auntie Ranta and just a second game back after yet another freaking injury looked great tonight and maybe was the biggest reason the Coyotes won, um, especially in that third period where he got barraged with like, what, I, I said 17 shots made 16 saves in that period. So very important night for Auntie Ranta. As far as I know, we don't know much about the availability of Darcy Kemper for Friday and Saturday. He has been out the last uh, two games, right? Two games for the Coyotes um, after he left that game against Col- or against uh, 
against Anaheim, um, and Aiden Hill came in to replace him. So, uh, Coyotes have. Uh, I'm very interested to see if we see Darcy Gamber back in that Friday and Saturday. As far as I know, he's still. I don't think he has an injury. I haven't seen anything to the contrary, but um, it's up goaltender comes in and gets a big performance for you like that because uh, like we said that was supposed to be the Kyrie's strongest strongest suit coming into the season yeah well and that's what when you go into games like the Kings and you're getting for, outshot 42 to 23 it's not a good look and it's that was the whole plan that basically everyone was looking at this team and they're saying the thing that is going to be saving this team is goaltending because you're we were all planning on seeing, um, you know, shots on goal kind of like that and a drought in scoring from this team. And so the thing that was always going to be pulling them out was going to be their goaltending. Uh, like you said, it really hasn't been as consistent as it has been in previous years. And that is um, one of the problems that the Coyotes are facing. Um, but it's so crazy to me and, and very unfortunate that Auntie Ranta is hurt as often as he is because when he does come in, he puts up a stellar performance. I think he holds very high esteem um, of his performance when he is on the ice, but it is hard because he is so unreliable because of how often he is injured. And that is when you put uh, Darcy Kemper into these situations because of the fact that um, he is injured so often it ends up forcing Darcy Kemper to play back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back games and then he ends up getting exhausted and either hurting himself or needing to take significant time off to recover because of the fact that he's had to play so many games because there is not a true tandem when Auntie Ranta is always hurt and that is one of the biggest things I see goaltending-wise that has been killing the Coyotes is the fact that there really is no solid support for Darcy Kemper. He always ends up getting thrown under the bus like this, and then you end up in situations like last season with the um, Minnesota game where he ends up hurting himself because he has been playing way too much than he should have, but he essentially is he can't take that risk not having him play. Yeah, and then coming up on Friday and Saturday are those Minnesota Wilds, which is should be fun for Darcy Kemper if he gets back into action um, come Friday and Saturday in a back-to-back couple of games against the Minnesota Wild, who we thought going into the season were going to be the Coyotes' biggest competition for that four seed in the Western uh, Division. Um, the LA Kings have put themselves into that conversation there to, uh, this season, too, with how they've played. Uh, one last thing on Antiranta before we move on. I have some. I have one random shit story to get to before we wrap up because it is getting kind of late here. As the Coyotes didn't fucking play till eight o'clock for Christ's sake. Stupid. Don't get me started. We're almost on Pacific time. Oh, thank God. <sighs> Hallelujah. So Antiranta's success against the LA Kings continues. He's now six zero and one all time against the Kings with a nine fifty seven save percentage and a one forty three goals against average. See that. See, it's it's convinced. This is the thing, though. We that's great to hear. You know, it's it's great to hear that he plays well against the Kings. I don't feel the same about Darcy Kemper playing against Minnesota. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. Let me see if I can look that up real quick, because I can look at Minnesota Wild here ever since he, he left. And remember, in just one game last year, in a game that we were both at, six goals in that game where he ended up getting hurt and then missing quite a bit of time. I don't even know why he was still in that game. Literally yeah. a shit show. Like, uh-huh. there was, I think, a total of, like, there was, like, a total of in that one game. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the dumbest sequence of hockey I'd ever watched. Why he was still in that game was beyond me. I did not know why he was. You take him out there. He is mentally not there. Why keep him in that game? And then he ends up hurting himself. It was it was the dumbest sequence of a game. I really wish I could forget that game from my memory. Like I need that to be wiped. Darcy Kemper's stats against the Minnesota Wild. He's 1-3 with an 894 save percentage and a 334 goals against average. Which, doing a quick little run-through here, that is for Darcy Kemper against any team. The team that's worse is the Carolina Hurricanes, but he's only played two games against them. So, I... I would say if you have the ability not to play him, don't. I just don't see it being very good for him mentally. There is something that mentally fucks that I don't know what really got to him, you know, with his old team, but he cannot handle playing against them. Of, you know, as a player and if you end up having to face them in in situations where he has to play and stuff like that, he needs to be getting past it. So as, as a coach, you'd want to just put him in to try and get him past that. But when these games are starting to get more and more critical as we towards the latter end of the season, I would be going for the, the win, not the getting Darcy over that hump. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with you there. And I said the Minnesota Wild – Playing pretty well this season. Try to look up and see what their how what their goals for per game are because I feel like their offense this year is actually what they were last season. And Antti Ranta earned an, another chance to play, in my opinion, right? With how he played against LA. So whether that comes on Friday or Saturday, I don't. Again, we're still kind of waiting to see what the ex- health of of um and of not Dar- to be a dick, but. You've got to take uh, opportunity of Ranta as much as you can until he hurts himself again. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong about that. Ride the wave of a healthy Antiranta while you can get it. Ninth in the league in scoring this year in the NHL, 3.21 goals per game. So whoever the Coyotes goaltender is, is going to have a, a tough time on their hands. Yeah, because what, what are the Coyotes on that list? Let's take a look, shall we? Let's let's go back here. Let's scroll down. Let's take a reminder that Minnesota is ninth. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are twenty fifth. Yep, that sounds about right. Merry Christmas, y'all. Which that is. It has not been updated to add in tonight's three goal performance too. But again, they're yeah they're twenty fifth. They're not two point five seven goals per game. So. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yep. so that's why I was like, 
you're going to want a nice performance at your goaltender. So I am, I'm with you on this one. I say you ride that, that healthy Ronta wave and not worry about the Darcy Kemper shit right now. Get if, if, he truly isn't injured and he just needs some time off. Give him a little bit more time off. Man doesn't need to be coming back like first time after his break um, to Minnesota. That is not the way to set him up to for, for success. Oh my gosh, I can't even be successful in saying it. <laughs> I agree. We'll, uh, we will see who starts in it come Friday. 7 o'clock, Healer of Arena, and then Saturday, 5 o'clock. Back in their reverse retros, which the Coyotes have yet to win in. And I think they're 0-2 in their reverse retros so far this year. So Coyotes now, in terms of where they are in the standings in the West Division, they are 5th right now. They are tied with the Colorado Avalanche in terms of points. They are 2 points back of Minnesota, and they are 5 points back of St. Louis. So that's where the Coyotes are in the standings as of this moment but uh Corey... they should be instead wearing their kachinas which is what i'm staring at right now because my wonderful fiance um got me an engagement present of a rug that looks like a kachina so now i can sit on my rug when it, we're wearing our kachinas for good luck yeah yeah that's a that it worked out tonight didn't it they won tonight so that's a good thing so I have I have one random shit story to uh, get to here tonight, and it has to do with the. I did go to a ghost town this last weekend, so I'm ready for it. Okay, so this is this is fascinating me here. This, um, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to complete this particular challenge, um. And uh, I'm trying to get our random shit music to play. It's not working. So we're going to go with that music for now. And I will just explain the story here. So, But if it's supposed to be about ghosts, maybe the ghosts are taking your random shit music away. Yeah, so maybe they should just get $1,000. Because according to this, there's a paranormal challenge, which is basically saying... Hey, if you can find evidence that some sort of paranormal activity actually exists, scientific evidence, factual evidence, this group will give you $250,000 for proof of superpowers. Of superpowers? Of superpowers, yes. Oh, I thought we were going straight into ghosts. Yeah, I thought we were for a second too, but I I haven't read this story in a couple days. And yeah, it turns out $250,000 for superpowers if somebody can prove that they have them. What is it? Are they expecting someone to be like uh, Shazam, just like filming themselves doing uh, flying and throwing shit and doing that type of stuff? I, I don't know. If I had superpowers, if I would tell the world about it, yeah, right. That just doesn't seem very logical, even for $250,000. And, um, and scientific proof, I would really like to know what they are considering to be scientific proof. 
I wouldn't know too because I tried to pull up the story here, pulling back the curtain, as they say. And I think my internet has taken a crap here on the at the studio because I couldn't pull up the story to even read it. So I wish I could tell you the answer, but I can't find it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I think what you're what you should say whenever you have those situations is uh, pay no attention to the man, which is like right. in Wizard of Oz. When they finally find Oz and he really is right. no like magical wizard. That's 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 basically um what they're gonna find out with this too. They're gonna find out that um any of the shit that gets submitted to them is not going to be real. I mean I, I just don't think that there's anyone with superpowers out there that, that you would consider to be your traditional superpowers, you know? Like flying and like x-ray vision and all that shit i don't even know how you would prove x-ray vision i'm gonna be honest with you but yeah exactly well then i don't think you didn't do a a sporty question tonight did you i did not Uh, well i am coming up with a sporty vision now if you could have one superpower what would it be oh i like that yeah put that out right now at core by now, well, by the time everybody listens to this, it'll be out by now, but that's a great question. The Twitter. I love when he calls it the Twitter. <laughs> I I do that all the time, don't I? Yes. You call the others, too. Do you, do you call it the Instagram, the Facebook? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Are you putting are you putting it out? Is that why you're so quiet right now? Yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm putting Okay, yeah, do that. Oh, While you do that, I'll I'll close out the show here. So um, Wait, you didn't answer what sport what, what oh. superpower you would have. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. Prob uh Oh, mine's obvious. I already know which one I would have. Most people say flying. Mine would be invisibility because there's plenty of times when I don't want people to fucking see me. I just want to be able to go do a be about my shit and not have to have anyone bother me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'd say, um, f- yeah, flying seems fucking badass. Like, how could you not pick flying is is the better question. That's what everyone says. They're like, you could fly over traffic. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, until you fly into a bird or an airplane or someone's drone whacks you in the head. This just sounds awful. <laughs> That's a that's a great that's a great point. But yeah, I would probably say flying for sure. Can you imagine air traffic control for that one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, um that's going to do it for this episode of uh of the show. Before we go quickly cuz we're running long on time here. Um what did you think of what do you think of WandaVision through 8 episodes? And like, what is your big prediction for episode nine? Uh, well, okay. So I I didn't watch the first two episodes because I, that's why I had been putting off watching WandaVision was because I didn't want to sit through the first two episodes. So um, we started in the first, like, five minutes of the first episode. And then Scotty was like, uh, fuck this. We're just going to go to the third one. We went to the third one. 
and and it did pique my interest and i got very um very invested in it from there but um i'm quite enjoying it i scotty did read a thing last night that the director or whatever said that people are going to be disappointed by their fan theories so i thought that was interesting but then i also saw a thing that said that people were going to be both surprised and satisfied i always feel weird when people use the word satisfied um because i i mean like it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy it just means that you're okay so I don't know what exactly I want to expect. I would like, personally, the one that... The the problem is I don't feel like it's going to happen now that he said that the people who with the fan theories are going to be disappointed because you said the fan theory was that uh, Magneto was going to be in it. And I would be totally down for that. Big X-Men person. Definitely really liked... Uh, Magneto was one of the dopest characters in X-Men. I actually named my car after an X-Men character. My car is named Storm. Um, but, um, yeah, so that would be my, like, big dope moment that I would really love to see. But I doubt it's going to happen. Um, I really want to see something, like, good come from Wanda. I it's funny because you guys were talking about it so optimistically, but I feel like Wanda's been just kind of drugged through the mud through it. And poor lady has nothing left. Oh, yeah. The whole, pretty much the entire story arc of the show is her dealing with grief, basically. Like, that's yeah, the, that was the whole point. Like, that was the whole point of that big scene in the last episode with her and Vision in where she's kind of going back through her life and her and Vision in the Avengers Tower where Vision has the the line about what is grief but love persevering. And that that was like the encapsulation of the entire point of the show. So yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you though. Like um I that a lot of the theories are that she kind of becomes a a villain of sorts in in future movies like in in the in the new Doctor Strange movie, but who knows? I hope that's not the case. Um, do you want to know what the, what the big theory is I read yesterday? It will excite you very much. I read a theory where Deadpool might show up. Okay. If Deadpool showed up, I would be psyched. I would be super duper psyched because I love Ryan Reynolds and I love Deadpool. (laughs) I, I feel like I'm an 18 year old boy, like on the inside for some reason, whenever I always talk about that, like my favorite, my mom was very disturbed by me because when, um, she first watched Deadpool, I was laughing like really hard at the part where he, uh, tells the guy that he's going to be, uh, killed by getting ran over by a Zamboni. I just thought that part was really funny. And she's like, what is wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me, but I would really enjoy that. So it's just out there. I just, again, I kind of feel like we might be a little bit disappointed in terms of the reveals that we do and do not get. However, I think the finale overall is going to do a great job of finishing up the story. Um, I, have, I don't think I have anything else here. I think we touched on everything. It's 11 o'clock now. Um, it's late. I want to go home. 
Uh, I'm glad that Gavity's won tonight. Um, do you have any final words before we go? Um, Kat tweeted a really funny tweet. She was saying, apropos of nothing. God, her and her big words. Um, that was the third game so far this year that the Coyotes have allowed 40-plus shots against Auntie Ranta. He has played five games. So now I'm starting to think maybe they just keep throwing Auntie Ranta under the bus. Yeah, you know, but we've known that, though, because I feel like every time we talk about this, even on, in, even on last year, in, during last season, the Coyotes defensively always played better and allowed less shots when Darcy Kemper is in net. But that's a, yeah, a good tweet there, Kat. Of course. Of course, she had the good Auntie Ronda stat there. But, um, yeah, follow the show, our show, on the Twitter. I did it again. At Corey underscore Richie Show. On Instagram, Corey Richie Show. Follow Corey at Corey Nicole with two E's. Follow me at rflores91. Uh, follow the network at HockeyPodNet. DraftKings promo code THPN, of course. And uh, with that, we will talk to you again on Monday's show. Good night and good hockey, everybody.